0: ready for the word today. Every time I think of you what? So How many of y'all know that jam? Just raise your hand. Come on. Y'all come on. Every time I... Don't wait till my trick I hit that trick. Huh? know that I see you. Here we go, wait, wait, here we go. Yeah, you can't cut me out before that one. <laughs> we're continuing our message theme that we started three weeks ago on answers. And last, this past Easter, we uh, we asked you what were some things that you would like to hear us uh, speak on, what were some things you were dealing with in your life and uh, then we listed a whole bunch of questions like what which one of these questions really stand out to you and, uh, and we took the top four of those questions that came from you and we are teaching on them. Uh, last two weeks ago Brian Larson spoke on how do I deal with difficult people. Last week I spoke on how do I hear from God. If you were not Here, I would recommend you going online and listening to these. And then today, I want to dive into our third installment of this message theme. I want to talk about how do I deal with my emotions. How do I deal with my emotions? I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. This type of preaching is not my favorite type of preaching. I'm going to tell you. And Kristen has had to encourage me every day for the past two weeks as I prepare for this, because, you know, I was raised where you get a scripture, man, you just go it and go at it. This is making me stop and focus on practical, day-to-day, applicable things. But I promise you, if you will lean in today, get ready to take some notes. Those of you that take old-fashioned handwritten notes right there on that, uh, hanging there in front of you, there's a place you can take notes and you can hole-punch those and save those as we, as we move forward. Uh, but I want to encourage you, if you'll lean in today, get your heart open, get your mind open, get your spirit open. I really believe God wants to help all of us. All right? All of us have emotions. It's just, it's just what, how we are, and we express them differently. Uh, many of us express our emotions very easily. If that's you, just nod your head. You would never nod your head. Just say, yeah, that's me right there, yeah? You express them easily. They come out of you. Sometimes they come out a little bit more than you want them to. There are others of us that express our emotions more silently, more quietly. We don't really show them. But either way, we are emotional people. That's how we have been created. There are times, like I think right now is one of those times, where our emotions can be really frayed. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at all the situations going on. Uh, the, you know, visitation yesterday, memorial service today. Uh, I, I, this morning, I was having my prayer time, and and, and sometimes when I pray, I, I walk around our house, and our two dogs never know what to do on that one, because because I walk and I will walk in through the kitchen and I'll come around the other, and Hank just thinks I'm bringing him a treat. He just follows me the whole the whole time. Uh, and so today, as I was having my prayer time, my phone went off and a news alert came in it's talking about the New York bombings, a, a dumpster bombing where dozens of people were injured. And then I'm thinking about the funeral. And then I'm thinking about how am I going to get gas, Nashville gas shortage, Lord Jesus. What are we going to do? And so your emotions get frayed. You get this thing that goes on. And and so then, then we start talking about the word emotion. When I said a moment ago, how do I handle my emotions? I can promise you there are a few things that went off in your mind. Some of you thought about a certain one that you deal with. And when you say the word emotions, it's a long list. I mean, it's what you think of. Matter of fact, I've compiled a list for you right here. Just look how many emotions there really are. <laughs> Is that incredible? And that doesn't include the cat faces. I mean, that's you get to the cat faces, that's like a whole different level. And as, as soon as we made this slide last week, guess what happens? iPhone comes out with a whole new thing of emojis and just messed up the whole thing. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and longer and longer. Everybody say Emotions. There's a great book that I want to recommend you getting. If you haven't read it, I would recommend you getting it and reading it. It's it's called The Voice of the Heart. It's by Dr. Chip Dodd. And I know some organizations that are going through this book, uh, spending time in it. And Dr. Chip says that there are really only eight feelings. We think there's a lot of them, but he narrows it down to literally only eight feelings. And since we're teaching on emotions today and I like alliteration, we're going to say eight emotions, all right? There are literally only eight emotions, and here they are. They're going to bring them up on the screen behind me, and if you'd like to, just take a picture of that, if you can't write them uh, fast enough. There's hurt, there's lonely, sad, anger, fear, shame, guilt, and glad. The eight emotions, hurt, lonely, sad, anger, fear, Shame, guilt, and glad. Now, when I read these, I'm sure that many of you had the same thought that I did. Man, there's more emotions than that. I've, I've felt many more emotions than that. But Dr. Dodd says and in his research, you see how this comes, to, comes about. He said all of these other things like loved or worried or depressed or nervous are really conditions of the heart, and they're not feelings they're not emotions. They are a condition. It's something that is going on in your life and in your heart. So, how many of you would be in agreement with, with me that all of us have emotions? Raise your hand. All right, good. I can continue preaching now. The question is not do we have them. The question I want to talk about today is how do we handle them? How do I take these emotions that I have and how do I handle them? And I'm going to give you four points today that I think are going to help us walk through this through this next week and hopefully throughout the rest of your life. I can tell you it has benefited me already just spending the past three weeks preparing for this message today. Number one, I said I like alliteration, so the next four are going to have a little alliteration to them, okay? If you don't know what alliteration is, wait till after church and you can just look that up, all right? Don't be doing it on my time, all right? Here we go. Number one, how do I handle my emotions? Number one, expect your emotions. Expect them. Just know that they're there. Just know that you're going to have them. Jesus said this, in this world, you will have troubles. In John 16, 33, you will have troubles, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That right there should just be the end of my message. I should just say, let's all stand, let's go get some chicken. Right there, right? That should be it. Because really, that's all we ever need to know. There will be trouble. Job said it like this. He said, man that is born of woman is a few days, you ain't going to live long, and those few days are full of trouble. You don't live long, and the life that you do have is going to have trouble in it. The apostle said this, he said, why do you freak out when fiery trials come into your life? Don't you know this is a way of life? I have a friend of mine, Jacob Lowry, his daddy Raymond is a barber in Louisiana. And you talk about somebody that has the greatest quotes. First of all, Louisiana. Secondly, a barber. He just has these good old-fashioned quotes. He has a way of saying this right here. When something starts going on, he just says this, everything's a deal. How many know what he's talking about? It like, even if it wasn't a deal, it becomes a deal. Like every common situation can become a crazy situation because that is what life is all about. Life can be a puzzle. Life can be this jumbled up mess. But scripture teaches us to expect it. Don't be surprised by it. Don't feel like you're some kind of failure because you have an emotion. Matter of fact, Ecclesiastes says not only expect it, but there's a place for it. There's a time for every single one of these emotions. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Then it goes into these emotions. Verse 4. There's a time to cry and a time to laugh, there's a time to grieve. And a time to dance. Verse 8. A time to love. And a time to hate. A time for war. And a time of peace. Scripture tells us, expect your emotions. Just get ready for it. They're going to show up. Number two. All right. so we expect them. Now what? Let me help you with it. Not only do we want you to expect your emotions, but you need to also learn how to accept your emotions. And I believe this is something that is anti how we were raised and how we're taught even now. How many ever heard things like, get over it? Just get over it. This is the Mississippi term my daddy would say, you better dry it up. <laughs> you ever heard this and quit your crying, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Right? Just stop it. Get over it. Calm down. Chill out. You're a scaredy cat. You're afraid. What's wrong with you? We're taught these things. Suppress it. Don't let it out. Don't be that kind of a person. And yet, I believe, and I believe Scripture teaches, that emotions are given to us by God. God created us. He knitted us. When He formed you in your mama's belly, He put a plan in action for you called you to do something, gave you your passions, put the desires of your heart in your heart, and formed your personality, then why would God want you to live against that the whole time? The emotions that you and I have were placed there by God. The Bible says God only gives good gifts. So that means that every emotion is meant for good. Everybody say that with me. Every emotion... Well, don't say it with me. Repeat it after me. I'm sorry, that was a little awkward, wasn't it? Repeat after me. Say, every emotion emotion. is meant for good. Listen to this. Hurt, hurt shows where I need healing. Loneliness causes me to long for and seek out relationship. Sadness expresses the value in what I've lost and the value of that thing or that person that has gone missing. Why are we sad that Ben Ellis is gone? Why? We should be celebrating. He's in heaven. We're sad because we place value in the relationship we had with him. There was value on his life. Sadness shows us what we value. Anger. Come on now. Y'all, so y'all were waiting on that one, was not you? Some of you nudging your spouse right now. I told you he's going to preach on that one. Anger shows our hunger for life. Anger shows it. Oh, man, come on. Let's go. We always talk about great people that do great things because they were passionate about that great thing. But the flip side could be the reason they were passionate about that is because they were angry about that. We're passionate about ending poverty. Why? Because I'm angry that there's poverty. Anger shows the hunger for life that we have. Fear, fear awakens us to danger. We, 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 always, we talk about fear being a bad thing, but how many of you parents are so happy that your child is afraid of running out in the interstate? Just raise your hand. I'm afraid of putting my hand in fire. That's a good thing. It awakens us to danger, but the Bible also says that fear is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord, wisdom begins us, fear keeps us safe. Shame emphasizes my own limitations in my life. It emphasizes the frailty of who I am. And also, it maintains humility in situations. It maintains mercy for other people. Because I, I know what shame does in my own life, and it helps me have mercy. Y'all still with me today? Guilt brings forgiveness and freedom. When I feel guilty, that's when I get to a place and I ask for forgiveness. And then God can show me the truth. And the Bible says the truth is what makes you free. And lastly, gladness shows me what my hopes, my desires, my aspirations are. I think many times a lot of us think that gladness is when we get our hopes and aspirations and dreams, right? When you receive it, man, I am glad. But let's use the example of a pregnant lady, a pregnant mama. She is walking through one of the toughest times of her life. Her body is stretching and morphing, and it is uncomfortable. Uh, Can I hear an amen from the ladies today? But there is a gladness in her because she knows what's going to happen down the road. Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, was able to, to walk through the suffering and the pain. Gladness. Yes, you're happy when that baby is in your arms and you're holding it and kissing it. I mean, that is when, that's when it goes to another level. But gladness is also the thing that helps you walk through the tough times. How many want gladness more than you want happiness? Gladness, something that can help me walk through this. So every emotion is meant for good. Every emotion is... Has a purpose. I spoke last week on how do I hear from God? That God speaks to us through our emotions. You can have this feeling that comes over you. There, I've been in ministry for thirty years full time now, and I can tell you that many, many times I knew God was speaking to me about a situation because of what I felt in that situation. I would walk in, and, and there have been times that that I've walked into it to a situation, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'd get this kind of joy, like rising up in me. I'm like, I should not be feeling this right now. And I realized that was the Holy Spirit getting ready to do a work in that circumstance. There have been times, I told you last week that I have, have, have woke up and, and I felt this almost a depression, a sadness. And I would evaluate what was going around me and I realized that that was a burden God was placing on me to pray for somebody or to pray about a situation. God speaks to us Through our emotions. However, and this is the however I want to talk about for a moment. The next two howevers. God speaks to us through our emotions. However, our emotions can be taken by the enemy and manipulated and distorted and perverted. Can I hear an amen from somebody today? The enemy knows that we are emotional creatures. And he loves nothing more than to be able to manipulate those, distort those, pervert those. We can we we get confused with what we're feeling or we get confused with what someone else was feeling and well, why'd they act that way? Or why would he do and the enemy just loves to jump in. That's when division starts happening. That's when that's when separation starts happening. Because you start thinking somebody meant something they didn't mean and you mean and that's what it becomes. He said, she said, and there's this whole thing that happens. And leave the enemy out of it. All right, let's just leave the devil out of it. We can take our emotions and misuse them, mishandle them, misunderstand them, misinterpret them. Me. We used to have a pastor friend of ours who was like, y'all blame too much on the devil. Some of this is just y'all. It's just us. I think sometimes we say the devil did it, and the devil's like, no, I'd like to claim that. But that wasn't me. You did that on your own, all right? Because we take what we're feeling in us. The Bible says in Jeremiah that the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Our emotions in us, we distort them, and they turn into this thing. And that's why we need to move to this next step. So I want us, we've talked about expect your emotions, accept your emotions. But number three, we need to learn how to inspect our emotions. You need to get a little Sherlock on you. Get a magnifying glass. We need to learn how to inspect these emotions. Why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Why is that going on in me? Because I think many times... And you can nod if this is right. Many times we feel it and just react on it. Anger, sad. But here, instead of feel it, and what do they say? Count to 10. Take a walk. When you feel that emotion to get to a place that you can stop. Now, look, I, I ain't a good preacher, and this may even feel like preaching, but this is good preaching right here. This is going to help you next week. Probably about Thursday is when you're going to need it, all right? Get to a place that when I feel that thing coming up in me, rising up in me, that I can stop and go. Wait a minute. What What is going on? Is this God? Is this the enemy? Is this something in me that needs to be dealt? How many of you know? Many times my worst enemy is in a me. Y'all can tweet that one. It ain't original, but you can tweet it. My worst enemy is in me. It's me. Is this something in me that needs to be dealt with? And I can tell you that this is a lesson I wish I'd have learned a long time ago because I am very emotional and I can just let things out and I can just go for it. But now God's been dealing with me and my, my wife has been helping me to be able to take those moments when I feel those things and stop and number one, identify what's going on right now. What is this? I can give you a great example. A while ago, Chris and I were having a beautiful day. I had the big green egg going. We were grilling outside. Man, it was going to be a wonderful day. had football on the the television. It was just amazing, beautiful. It was sweet. It was just one of those kind of mornings, you know, just great. And all of a sudden, I just got irritable, just got irritable. And she recognized it. She said, "What, what just clicked with you? And of course, I do what you're supposed to do. What do you mean, what clicked with me? What clicked with you? How <laughs> I many go all defensive, real quick? Yeah. I want to inspect my emotions. I don't want you to inspect my emotions, okay? And, and, and so I just went into my office because I need to study for this message, you know. So, all emotionally, sit down to study on emotions, all right? And in that moment, I just stopped. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, No, everything was going right. What happened? And I tracked it back to something that I saw, read it, and did not even realize it it clicked something in me. And as soon as I identified it, it was gone. Let me say, sometimes just stopping and identifying what's going on in you causes that emotion to calm down. It is good. Thank you, though. <laughs> Other times, it shows you a weakness in yourself. Just stop and inspect. Why did that bother me so bad? Let me just say something. Hurt people. Come on, say it loud. Hurt people, hurt people. But also, hurt people expect to be hurt by people. I had a, I had a, a procedure done on my toe last summer. And I had to go without with flip-flops the whole summer or wear really loose shoes or something. And I can tell you that there was a day that I looked at Davis Ragsdale, our youngest, and I said, I think that you have a magnetic radar for my toe. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like every day he was just stepping on it, clumping on it. About 18 times a day, somebody hit my toe. And then one day I realized once my toe was well, that about 18 times a day, somebody's hitting my toe, stepping on my toe, but I didn't know it because I wasn't hurt anymore. When you're hurt, you walk into a situation just expecting somebody to hurt you, right? When you have that emotion, that's where you stop. You inspect it. God, are you speaking to me? Is this something in me that needs to be dealt with? And then I love this. When you inspect it, it shows you how you need to pray. It shows you what you need to be saying. Which brings me to our fourth and final point today. So we want to expect our emotions. Accept our emotions. Inspect our emotions. And that, that helps us direct our emotions. If you're taking notes. After you write that one down. I want you to write this one down. We need to own our emotions. Instead of allowing our emotions to own us. We need to own our emotions instead of letting our emotions own us. Proverbs 1632 says this better to be patient than to be powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Ephesians 4, 27. I love how the message says it. I, look at this. This is great. Remember we talked about accepting your emotions? Listen to this. Go ahead and be angry. Everybody say, Thank you, Lord. See, I knew it was in the Bible. And then it goes even further. You do well to be angry. But don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. One translation says, Be angry, but don't sin. Don't let the situation determine the emotion. Paul, in prison wrote the book of Philippians. And guess what theologians say the theme of the book of Philippians is? Joy. Eighteen times in the book of Philippians, Paul talks about joy. How do you do that? In a dungeon, in the bottom of a prison, in the sewer of a prison. How do you do that? He owned his emotions. Instead of letting his situation Tell him what he was going to do. Own them. Take over them. Control them. Man, I'm talking about the fact that this is the kind of stuff that one moment of a letting an emotion tell you what to do can mess up a lifetime of planning. Can I hear? Come on, just a head nod. All I want to hear is the nod, head, nodding of your head. That's all I'd need right there. Just one moment of letting those emotions can just mess up the whole thing. For some of us, it's blowing up. For some of us, it's just letting it all out. And that emotion takes the reins of your life, and it controls you. Anger, sadness, what is it that controls you? For others, we suppress it. You feel it, you push it down. Let me just say something to you. That is allowing that emotion to control you just as much as the person that lets off the sting. Because what do we say? Man, that, that cast is cool right there. He's cool. I wish I was like that. That person that never just boom. I can tell you that person is feeling those emotions, but they've learned how to suppress them. And many times what happens is that emotion comes out somehow. It comes out in a burst. It comes out in an addiction. It comes out in that little sideways, passive-aggressive thing. You know what I'm talking about? That thing. Emotions owning us doesn't mean going off, going crazy. It does sometimes. But it can also mean that we press this thing down. So our emotions need direction. And they need to be directed back to God. Every emotion... This is going to be good right here. Every emotion was given to us by God, and it needs to be given back to God. When you begin to feel that emotion, just set your GPS to Jesus, okay? You start feeling that thing, just type in Jesus into it and say, I'm going to take you back where you belong. Kristen loves to say this. This is great around our house. When you begin to feel that emotion, invite him into that emotion. Say, hey, you know what? You're welcome right here in this place. Here's what I think. I think most of the time, my mindset is when I'm angry, I would never invite him into that. When I'm sad, I would never show him that. And yet, Jesus experienced every emotion that you have, every single emotion. Now, listen to this. Not only did he experience it, he put it in writing In public, if I was Jesus and I knew that I had that many people following me, looking at me, and I knew that one day there would be millions of people around the world that would be following me and reading what I did and what I felt, there's some of those emotions I'd have had in private. I'd have gone off by myself and had that emotion. Not him. He did it in public. Why? Because he wanted us to know he knows how we feel. Let me go through them. Sadness. The Bible says that at Lazarus' funeral, he wept. Didn't cry a tear. Wept. That was deep groaning, grieving, sadness. He wept. Lonely. Can you imagine being in the wilderness for 40 days by yourself without food or water? Jesus knows how it feels to be lonely. Fear. Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, had a moment where he says to his father, Please, can you find another way? I don't want to do this. Let this cup pass from me for the fear of what was getting ready to happen. Anger. We all know that one. We love to quote that one that Jesus got angry, walks into the temple, and they're selling things in the temple. They've turned it into something that he never wanted it to be. And the Bible says that he got a whip and just went off. Or as we'd say in Mississippi, oft, cross that T, just went oft, went crazy, turning things over, whipping people. You ever notice, though, that it wasn't just an outburst of anger? It was premeditated anger. He braided a whip together. Y'all know what I'm talking about. How many of you ever had your daddy say, go get that switch, boy, go pick your own switch, bring it in here. I want you to figure out what pun That's what happened. He is braiding that whip, just looking like it's getting ready to go down. Because anger shows you what you value, and he valued his father's house. Anger. Hurt. Can you imagine Judas kissing you, knowing that he's the very one that's going to betray you and turn you in? And then turn around to look, and all the other disciples have forsook him and fled? I think he knows how we feel. Shame and guilt. Well, he never sinned. How could he feel shame and guilt? On the cross, the Father placed every sin that has ever been committed or ever will be committed on his shoulders. And he bore our transgressions. I would say he knows how to deal with guilt and shame. And then gladness. We don't think of Jesus being glad, but there's multiple times in the Bible that the scripture says, and Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. The disciples came back with testimonies. Woo! One translation says that word rejoice means to spin around in a violent emotion. Yeah! Emotional, not some haggard looking, serious. Jesus was emotional. Hebrews 4 and 15 we have not a high priest, this is speaking of Jesus, which cannot be touched. Everybody say touched. Don't you love that? He is touched. He, Jesus has all the feels. You know what I mean? It's just this, this, he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He understands how we feel. Every single emotion that you ever walk through, Jesus has experienced. And not only has he experienced it, because that's great, because that just means he was a, a human like me. But not only did he experience it, he also redeemed it. Every emotion that you and I walked through was placed in him. He lived a sinless life. He was beaten. He was crucified. He bled out like an animal. He was buried in a borrowed tomb, but he resurrected on the third day, thus redeeming every emotion that he had within him. Not just crucified, but resurrected. The Bible says, if you've been resurrected with him, then you are also a new creation. All things have become new. So next time you begin to feel that thing rising up in you, you feel that, expect it, accept it, inspect it, and then direct it back to Jesus and say, I'm not going to react the way I used to react. That's the old me. Now the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. That's when that thing begins to come up in you, and man, you used to react that way, your pre-salvation way, you know what I'm talking about? Or your pre-revelation way, that's where you take that emotion and you direct it back to the cross of Jesus Christ. You direct it back to the hands of God, you lay it at the feet of Jesus Christ. And not only did he redeem it, but then he sent the comforter. Come on, is there a better word, a better title for somebody to help you with your emotions? The comforter? The counselor? The one that leads and guides us into all truth? And just think about what he, the fruit of the spirit Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, and faith. Come on. The Holy Spirit is in you, in your life, around you, to help you with your emotions. John, I want you to come and and be ready to play a little bit. I'm going to close it out with a couple of passages of Scripture. Now, I want you all to know that John's going to be okay as he makes his way up here. At 9 o'clock, everybody was worried about him because he has a a boot on his, that he broke his foot. But I'm just going to tell you right now, he's going to be fine, okay? Look at your neighbor and say, John's going to be fine. So that's a good thing about having two services. At the first service, I lost the whole audience. Like, I was right there at the, I was bringing it down for a close. We were getting ready to have some amazing time. And the whole audience just watched him with empathy walking up on that stage. Those of you that listen to the podcast, he's got a big honking cement gray boot, and uh, he's he's toughing it out today. You okay, John? Yes. All right, so y'all hear that? He's good. All right, let's back, back in. Come on, let's focus back in. Here we go. We ready? Those of you that lose it and blow up, and you did this week, or you did last week, or it's just a way of life for you, I want to read Philippians 4 and 7 over you. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Come on, when it starts flaring up in you, when it starts rising up in you, that's where you need to stop. I don't know about you, but when I say the word peace, I think of, ah, not this kind of peace. This peace is like a centurion, like armor, sword, shield, spear that stands at the door of your heart and the door of your mind and it looks that emotion in the eye and it says, you ain't coming in here. But you don't understand how afraid I am. You don't understand how rough things are and my, everything's crazy and there's this, this physical aspect to it and there's a mental aspect to it and you don't know what I deal with. The great thing is, this, this peace passes all understanding. I don't have to understand it. You don't have to understand it because his peace has already passed it dealt with it and is coming back to help you deal with it now what about those of you that just press it down those that push it deep 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 so much that sometimes people say to you do you have any feeling do you get emotional can I just get something out of you I sat across the, the table counseling a young man a couple of weeks ago tears started rolling down his face and he looked at me and he said This is the first time i felt anything in a year And this is a passionate Emotional young man And yet there had been so much hurt And disappointment in his life That he had pressed it down Pressed it down to the place That he had no passion for his marriage He had no passion for his work Had no passion If that's you I want to read a passage over you today as well Ezekiel 36 and 26 I will give you a new heart And put a new spirit in you I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Look at me. Jesus Christ does not want a bride that loses their mind at the slightest tribulation. But he also doesn't want a bride that has a heart of stone. He wants passionate people that are crazy about him and crazy about loving others and get angry over injustice. But at the same time, understand that those emotions were given to us for good to help set up and build the kingdom. So I encourage you today to take every emotion you have and redirect it back where it's supposed to be. 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. That word care also means anxiety or worry. Those emotions you battle with, I told Kristen this morning, my favorite word in that passage is that word casting. Because it makes me see this right here. Carrying this heavy load, barely going to make it. And then all of a sudden you see him and you go, ah. And he catches it, takes it, and deals with it that way only he can. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. You're welcome here. We've been saying that all week long. As we dealt with our emotions, the entire country has sung this song. But Lord, we're dealing with it. We know what's going on. It's not an easy time for many people here. But Lord, this is not a time for us to lose it. This is a time for us to direct our emotions back to you.